Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? I'm trying to start the show with the same energy as always, but I'm dying inside. I should really be starting off like, what up, Knicks fans? What's up, Barry motherfucking D? And you can respond how you're feeling, Barry. Yeah, Craig, what's up with you? (laughs) And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Hey. Whoa! How's it going? <laughs> I thought you were going to come in like you always come in. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, oh, it's the same old Wendy. <laughs> Me too! I had the same plan. I never decide. too up, never too down. Uh, I'm, I'm going with more blandness than usual. <laughs> Barry, fresh off of watching the game, I think, because he had to wait all day to get that piece of shit in there. Barry, let me ask you one question. On the last show, you said you leave it until the end of, like, after work, obviously. You didn't want to watch during work or listen during work because you wanted to wait to enjoy it, to enjoy the game. How <laughs> that much the did that I work use, out for it? you tonight? Um, I, I mean, I enjoyed the first half. I thought it was good basketball, exciting basketball. Really? I, I actually did enjoy the first half. Why? <laughs> Why? We'll because get to that. Some good Come stuff on. in there. So you enjoyed half of it. Yeah, I enjoyed half Guys, of it. Guys, wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. I should read the last review, actually. We had a really weird last review, guys. Oh, it's been a while since we got one. It's been a little bit of time. So I appreciate this latest one, even though it falls into the category of reviews that you don't want to sit up there for too long. <laughs> oh. Partially because I don't know what it means. From Sean082, subject, spread. Jay's use of the word spread during the recent Clarkson Ave ad will definitely make its way into my bedroom. Wow. What does that mean? Something good. I think anytime, <laughs> you, anytime you're making your way into someone's bedroom, I think that's a good thing. He's me think of you spreading ganache or whatever it is in the bedroom. I'm flattered. And please subscribe to the one podcast that was created for this very reason. Sound the alarms, Jay. Okay. As you can see, I lost my fucking voice. Sound him. We have a must-win game five coming up on Wednesday, and this is an emergency. An emergency motherfucking podcast, Barry. We are the one podcast to distract you and comfort you during times of trouble. That's right. Guys, Bet Online is the fastest, and let's just get this fucking out of the way. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Guys, I tried it all for games three and four. I'm going to take the blame for these losses because nothing worked. Barry, I know you hate superstitions, but I still tried. I hate superstitions, dude. I tried. I sat in all my positions, sitting, standing, wedding ring on, wedding ring off, working out, not working out, watching upstairs, watching downstairs, right leg up on the couch, left leg up on the couch, black panties, red panties, none of it fucking mattered. (laughs) All right, we got absolutely embarrassed embarrassed in games three and four. Craig, you don't have to blame yourself. There's enough blame to throw around at this team. All right? You don't have to take the blame on your shoulders. Don't worry. For a moment in game four, it actually was looking... Yes, they stink. No, they don't stink. Stop it. Stop it. Whoever that was, stop it. For a moment in game four, it actually looked like we were playing better. All right, until Atlanta blew the doors open with a 35 to 22 third quarter. And by the way, in game three, it was a second quarter where they killed us. Julius looked a bit better. Yeah, I guess he was more aggressive, right? He did more 23 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. He led the Knicks in every one of those categories like he did for a lot of the season 21, six, and four for RJ. But our shooters got completely embarrassed by Atlanta's shooters. Burks, Bullock, and IQ combined two for 11 from three in game four. Bullock and, and Quickly didn't score at all, did they? No. No, I think they both put up goose eggs. Quickly, by the way, hasn't scored a single three-point shot since game one, which is ridiculous. Meanwhile, in game four, Herder, Bogdanovich, Collins, and Gallinari combined nine for 17 from three. Yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich ended up with 12 points on like four three-pointers that he hit. It felt like he had like 25, 30 points because the threes that he hit just seemed to come at like these big moments. Guys, the the deadly three-point shooting and well-spaced offense that really became our offense during the end of the season, especially during that 12-game winning streak, guess what? It was all dependent on these guys making shots and right now we're not making them. We're playing more like we did before the streak with an offense that was centered around Julius Randle, except for one major difference. Julius isn't even playing well. All right, so we got the team that got us to a 500 record, minus Julius, essentially. Yeah, I, I feel like they're playing worse than they were even yes. the first half of the season. Because like of that, Julius. Forget about the streak. Because of Julius. And again, they're just they're, they're somewhat sloppy, um, and the defense isn't where it needs to be. And that's what this team is. That's why they had such a successful season. That and the fact that they were hitting their shots. And even before that long streak that they had, I said, look, you put this team in a seven-game series against anybody, and they're going to have a chance. And look, it's not over yet. Like you said, they got one more game. They they have to win. And, you know, we talk about must-wins, but this obviously is a, is a must-win. Their back's against the wall, and they're out. They go home. They're done. Hello offseason if they lose this one. So it's huge. But still, it doesn't feel like a series because I thought even the games that they lose, they're going to be close. And this was not close. No, not at all. We won game two, right? Barely. It took a, a raucous Knicks crowd probably to get the team to get past Atlanta. First game, we probably should have won. Yes, they definitely all should right? have. It, this series could easily be 2-2. But guess what? It's 3-1. Barry, I think you know that even though in our series preview pod where I said the Knicks were going to sweep at the Hawks, I was not as confident as I was letting on, right? Right. I heard your real prediction. 
in our <laughs> in our podcast with an Atlanta podcast, I, I basically said that I was hiding my fear in the utmost optimism that I thought Atlanta was going to win. And I've been saying for a while that I, I thought, you know, Trey scared me. The Hawks have obviously been one of the best teams in the NBA since McMillan took over. And I think it all comes down to this. We are not as good as the Atlanta Hawks no. right now. They're, they're just no, not as good. They're better. I think if you look at this series before they started playing, even though we beat them three times, you could say that they're the better team. Now, I think we all believed that we had a chance to win, but I don't think any of us are going to be shocked if and when they lose. Disappointed, yes. Frustrated, yes. Pissed off, yes. Sad, yes. But at the end of the day, we're not going to be shocked. I mean, you look up and down the roster, they have a better team. They are an extremely talented offensive team. Way what more I think talented is, than we are. What I what I think is going to kill most Knicks fans is not losing to the Hawks. All right. It's going to be that here in games three and game four, games three and four weren't even fucking close. Game four was even further away from the score, that the final score, right? They were up by what, 25, 27 points in yeah. this game. If yeah. we get, if we lose in, in five to Atlanta and two or three or however many of the games were fucking blowouts, that's what hurts the most. That's what hurts. And the fact that the Knicks got themselves here and when they get here, they're not playing to their potential. And you need to play to your potential if you're going to give yourself a chance to win these games. And they're just not doing it. Is it that they're not playing the, to their potential or is this their potential? They they had this crazy stri- Look, a 12-game winning streak, right? Where before the 12-game winning streak, they were a few games under 500. And then yeah, during the winning streak, they were season. just shooting lights out, lights out from three. All right, now they're playing more like they were before the streak, which is a sub-500 team. But look at them over the course of the whole season. And they're still not even close to where they were. Take those 12 games out of it. And I still feel like their numbers are down for all these guys. And I mean, look at look at your your top guy, Julius. Yeah, did he have a good game today? Yes, but where was he the last three games? He had a he had a decent game compared to the past few games. He would have had a good game today, but it still wasn't great. Can, it wasn't can I great. Ask a but quick he question? look, it looked a lot closer to where he was. He was making he was making smart plays um, throughout a yeah, lot he of was, this game. He was so much. It was so much better. What? Yeah. What? So wasn't much it? Better. Wasn't a nine game winning streak? Did it only get to nine? Yeah. You keep saying twelve. I don't know. Yeah, why do you keep saying twelve? <laughs> you got me saying twelve as well. Yeah, you guys are you both you both you both nine game wrong. winning streak. <laughs> I'm sitting here right. and I'm going, what? Huh? What? I know they it was won, like twelve of thirteen. Like twelve of thirteen. Yeah. yeah, twelve of thirteen. It's a little different. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, you could have said that five minutes ago, Blandy. <laughs> you it had doesn't me matter. Doubting. That feels like three months ago at this point. Listen, they can't. They can't hit a shot. And they can't run with the Hawks. They just can't. They cannot. Oh my run God! With them. The Knicks in transition have been fucking disgraceful. Oh, Horrible. Bullock. How about that Bullock play? Oh my <laughs> God! What when a the Knicks fuck were, up. The Knicks were about to take momentum. They were down nine. They, were, they had a two on one. They're about to go down seven. Easy, easy, easy layup for. Have doing. you ever seen RJ such a or botched up play that Reggie Bullock did there? Are you kidding me? <laughs> A simple two-on-one. You probably ran this play fucking 10,000 times throughout your life in practice. Either take the layup or give it right back to RJ. I don't know what the fuck you were doing, jumping up with the ball and landing, and you were completely lost. That's how inept this offense is. And compared to Atlanta, where everything's so fucking easy, right? They got Trey Young dancing around, keeping, keeping his dribble, 
driving to the hoop. Two guys jump on him, and then he always finds the guy just sitting in the key for the easy you dunk. Know how or or they're shooting threes at every, as if they're I, on fucking ropes. I feel like ropes. every one of them can hit a three pointer. Like they, every know how wet one of these hawks are. These hawks are so wet. Soaking wet. Their, their wings are soaked. They can't even get off the ground to fly. Hawks can't fly when they're wet, and these guys are flying. That's how wet yeah. they are. What is that? It's pouring. Pouring threes. Drenched. Like this fucking weekend here in New York. <laughs> Drenched. Yeah. I to mean, go back to how bad this next team is. By the way, is. by the way, Trey was four for 14 from three today. Four for 14. And we still got our asses kicked. <laughs> yeah. He still ended up with, what, 27 points today? He didn't hit any of those fucking 85-foot threes, and we still got demolished. Going back to the, the uh, poorly the Knicks are in transition and how great the Hawks were today, the Knicks turned the ball over nine times, the Hawks turned the ball over ten times. So about the same amount, right? And yet, points off turnovers, the Knicks ended up with six, the Hawks 22. <laughs> Pathetic. The Knicks transition has sucked. Everything's gone cold. I mean, they've just they've fallen apart. And I guess I guess those googly eyes didn't mean that Mitch was coming back for game three. Yeah, where's Mitch? <laughs> I think he was was he dressed today? Because he showed up in the box score, which I don't think he has in uh in the last few games, and today he did. So does that mean that he was ready to go? I saw an Instagram post that he said something like, I just wanna hoop or something. Just let right. me hoop or something. So he's clearly something's going on where he thinks he's ready, and uh, they don't think he's ready. I don't know if they just don't want to. I wouldn't be shocked it? if they didn't want to just throw him in after being off for so long. You know, Taj has been playing well. But they do need, I don't think Mitch is going to save them no. in this series. Right? It's not like he's some stretch five or anything. All he could possibly do is give them some more offensive rebounding opportunities, which I think would be huge. But listen, if they're three-point shooters, Burks, Bullock, quickly don't start doing something. At least one of them start doing something. They've got no offense. They've got nothing. It's, no. it's been such a shame that there's been no contribution from IQ in this series. He was one of the players I was most excited about, you know, because we talked about it all season long, his energy, you know, uh, how he was such a spark. And when he gets hot, it gets the whole team going. And he's done nothing. Done nothing. Except chuck up a couple of really deep, ill-advised threes. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. Are they ill-advised? Because I, I usually love it Not when really. he does it. Yeah. You know? I think I think that, I think he has been playing a little different where you notice, listen, the way the game's been going, usually when he comes in or him and Obi come in, we're behind, you know? And I could see him like think about taking some of those threes and then he holds up because Tibbs flips out when he takes them. Um, and he misses them. Of course, everyone loves it when he hits them. But I could see him hold up, and I think he's just being tentative out there because he doesn't want to make a mistake. He doesn't want to, when we're already down 10, take some deep three <laughs> when, he, right, when he comes right off the bench. He's not getting and, a ton of minutes, so I think he yet, is holding back a little bit. Yet your, your boy Obi looks the opposite of tentative, right? He looks more comfortable than he's ever looked. Obi looks so good. 13 points in game four, three boards in 19 minutes. Dude, the way he's driving the lane with... I With love confidence. when he puts the, yeah when he puts the ball in the hardwood. It's great. You, you're so excited for him, and and yeah, he looks great out there. He's not even turning the ball over. You know, um, this this has been his coming out party. This absolutely. Is the best basketball, if he stays, stays on this progression, he's going to be Kevin Garnett. I'm convinced at this progression. <laughs> well, I mean, it's done. Save save that. The writing's on the wall. Yeah. You know, I hope you're right. Wow.
Future like Hall of Famer, Obi Toppin. Listen, he is the lone bright. I agree. He is the lone bright spot for me in this entire fucking playoff series, <laughs> Obi Toppin, because yeah. at, through the season it was a disappointment, right? Yeah. But but now on the biggest stage in limited minutes, he looks so smooth out there, and you can see that whatever he's doing is working, and he's finally getting a chance. Fans are in the building. Seems to thrive in that situation. And when he gets buckets, when he gets buckets too, his buckets are the like of the easy variety you know where a lot of the team like struggles offensively and everything's so hard even julius when julius scores it seems like it's such hard work but you can lob it up for obi he throws it down he drives to the lane with ease he can he can get in there his threes look like he's shooting them with confidence and ease it's such a different look than the rest of the team right now and it was super late in this game and unfortunately was when they were getting killed at this point but we saw a longer stretch of minutes with obi and, and Randall. Randall on the floor together. Yeah. They played small. And I'm wondering if, you know, it seemed like Tibbs wanted to get an idea, get a view of what that would look like against his team. I hope we see it in the next game. You know, you have Obi and Randall at your four and five position. It's really going to stretch out the floor. It's going to make it easy for drive opportunities because you're going to pull Capella out. You know, you don't have to just do it when the Hawks have Capella on the bench. You could do it with Capella in there and you're going to stretch it out because then you've got five guys that are a threat from three. And yes, Obi is a threat from three. He's become that. So you do that, you space it out, you're opening up your three-point potential, and you're opening up all those drives to the lane. So I hope we see some more of that. Yeah, and especially because Taj and Noel, as as crucial of a roles as they've played, right, the end of the season, um, and how important they've been. Oh yeah, and Taj has been unbelievable. I mean, we say it every game, but Taj, I mean, this, the defense, the steals, the rebounds. They have been, but the two of them combined in game four though, five rebounds combined. I mean, they need, both of those guys are good, they're valuable, but they're not starting centers on a playoff team. All right, they they really do need to address that in the off season. Is Mitch a starting center on a playoff team? I don't know. He's pretty limited offensively. Is he the guy that we're going to want starting if, if we want to be a contender one day? I'm not sure. Well, if you have other guys on your starting five that can put up huge point production, you don't need him to be. I mean, look at Capella, right? On the Hawks. They have so many weapons on the outside of that, and he's doing an amazing job for them, you know, um, protecting the rim and, and, and getting all those offensive rebound. rebounds for them. It's yeah. every freaking he, rebound. He's all, he seems to be all over the place. He's always in the right position. Mitch can play a similar role like that. Yeah. The drawback to Mitch, though, is, I mean, you know, health concerns, obviously. Yes. He does seem to always be in and out. But yeah, if you had a capable point guard, and I think Derrick Rose has played great, but he's no Trey Young, right? He's no. obviously, there's not well, many Trey Youngs. Trae, no, there's there's less than five Trey Youngs in the league. Derrick Rose is great offensively, but he's not a pass first point guard. You know, he's not setting up his teammates for easy hoops like Trey Young does. You see that in Trey Young. He's he's pretty much the perfect point guard yeah, well, in today's you watch the, game. I mean, in the first quarter, what did he have? Seven of their first 13 points and assisted on the other three baskets, I think it was. He's He's been brilliant. He, he's been absolutely brilliant. One of the announcers said one of the players on the Hawks, I think Bogdanovich, just said, you know, Trey Young makes their job so easy. Yeah. We don't have anyone like that. Derrick Rose has been great, like I said, but he's not making anyone's job easy. He's he's putting in points for us, and he is getting like five or six assists a game. Nothing's coming easy to anyone. We don't have any point guard driving to the hoop, feeding. I mean, if you feed Taj or Noel down low, most of the time they're not putting in it anyway. No. They got to catch the oh. ball first. Yeah. <laughs> they have to catch the ball. They have to put it in. There's a lot to do. Nerlens has got hands of like concrete. Yeah, they're he had a nice t- stretch where, where I thought that went away and he got over it. But yeah, they've, they've returned. 
Guys, we got so many voicemails in over the past few days that I think we're going to start playing them and the rest of the show will just respond to them. All right? Let's get into it. These voicemails are presented by, since there's no news today because this is an emergency pod, these are presented by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. They are changing the crumb cake game. And Blandy, like you said on the last show, you can now build your own crumb cake. All right, there are three options, three different price points. Every time you go up a tier in price points, you get to do more. The the best one you get is option three. You can choose your cake flavor, filler, spread. I should say that, spread. Ganache and crumb. Mm, that ganache. <laughs> From holiday gift boxes to the world famous crumbkins, they even have a crumb cake of the month subscription. You can get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to clarksonavcrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE for 23% off your orders. All right, Blandy, let's play those voicemails. Finally, Ralph is on the trail. Ralph. <laughs> it's Ralph. He gets in and as out. Excited, as excited as Blandy was when Ralph was put on the shelf. By the way, speaking of that, did you guys see Alfred's mom? Yeah. After game like, three. Sit down. I don't want to disrespect anyone's mom, but fuck you, Alfred's mom. People are giving her a hard time, and then other people are saying, dude, lay off, it's his mom. Well, then she shouldn't be talking then. If she says she something- She should shut the fuck up. If she puts herself out there, then you got to be able to respond. Because there were people it's like, what, it's here's his what mom, she leave, said. Him alo- leave her alone. Come on. She retweeted the Knicks starting lineup after the game and said, how'd that work out for you? Hashtag proud mama. Like that's, I mean, that's not cool. Yeah, and then you see she followed that up with he's still getting his paycheck. If that's if there if if five percent of that personality is an Alfred Payton, I don't want him anywhere on this fucking team anymore. It's his mom. You can't disgusting. you can't come down an Alfred for that. That that you know he can't control what his mom does. You think he's happy that she said that? Oh come on! It's like when we talk about the Ball family. You know, good 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 luck it's when he's in China territory. next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a lot of people are you saying. You can't come down on Alfred, but when you com- when you add that to the way he looks on the bench and, and like all those shots- Doesn't help. Of him just not cheering on the team, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. Yeah, you don't you don't like to see that. No. No, you don't. It's Jim from Long Island, out east. And a uh, tough game three loss there. I mean, you question my lack of enthusiasm after our win in game two. Um... You know, but look what happens when the Hawks are hitting their shots. And Julius continues to disappoint us. Um, I think the bottom line here is that he has to be better. Look at Derrick Rose out there. He is doing everything he can. Uh, he had an insane game. He played so well. He was hitting all his shots. He was doing everything right. And uh, when the Hawks' offense is rocking, and, uh, I mean, honestly, I was sort of caught off guard by how good their crowd was. Um, I mean, look what happened to us. So we need to, I, I think the really the piece, the big key here is Julius needs to be better. You just look at him out there, it feels like he doesn't have any confidence. Uh, but I think bottom line here is Julius has to be better. I still can't stand looking at Trey Young. He's very ugly. Um, good night. I'm I'm with Jim on that. I can't. I've, I've had enough of Trey Young. Just with the shushing of the crowd, you see him rubbing his. You know, you oh, see him doing this today. Yeah, rubbing yeah, the arms. Nice Trey. Honestly, somebody and needs then, to you just know, and then level him. He is a cocky motherfucker. I mean, you yeah. can't blame him. No, it's the postseason. His first postseason. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's he's shimmying those shoulders. Ugh. You know. Honestly, it's just, he's he's walking around like out there like his head isn't so fucking weird, you know. 
And then did you see they speaking of the crown Atlanta, I was I'm surprised too. I mean, they're fucking rocking. Yeah. It's not like MSG, but especially courtside, like they're fucking going nuts. They got 16,400 people in that place. Yeah. There's nowhere near the number of New York fans that people thought there might be. Right. They showed the um, barber shop in the Swag. game four. Yeah. And then, Jay, don't you? Barry shared a clip with you, right? Oh, about Doris the Doris Burke. Yeah. Here we go. I just like that you got a little salt and pepper going on. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> little salt and pepper up top, but a little fire in the furnace still, Doris Burke, you know? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so Mark Jones got his hair cut before the game at the- uh, He kept saying he you got you to get a crispy line. Yeah. Right? Yeah, crispy line. A line now, that is crispy. Is that a thing? Well, Did you hear that before today? No. No, no. But probably everyone's going to mock us for not ever hearing <laughs> not what a crispy that. line was. But I also never heard about having fire in the furnace. So did, uh, what does that mean exactly? Does, I think that means does that, that, mean that he's Jones got, he's got has it, uh, Hold on, hold on. I think that means he's got red pubic hair, that's right? That's what fire I was just going to say, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I would that just mean? Right, though, but he or does that mean like he's getting old? Guy. He's got salt and pepper in the hair. He's getting old, but he can still get it up. Is that what I mean? I think that's more I of what think, he meant. Yeah, that yeah, because still... I mean, Kevin Herter has fire in the furnace. I bet, right? I, I would think... assume so. I mean, who knows, right? Try not to think about yeah. that. I think maybe he meant he can get Doris pregnant. Still, I think that's what he was trying to say. Really? Let me yes. let's hear that again, because Doris. I think you gotta first of all play that other clip from Doris Blandy. It's not just when you come; like it's it's how hard you come. All right, Ain't so so let's truth. keep that in mind because Doris. Is not she? She's she's got a little fire in her furnace, right? So <laughs> she definitely does. <laughs> so let's listen to that again and hear her laugh when he when he says that because she seems like I don't know. She seems like she's kind of into it. So I just like that you got a little salt and pepper going oh, on. I just like a little compliment for him. Yeah, a little salt and pepper up top, but a little fire in the furnace still, Doris Burke. You know. <laughs> now, can we try? Oh, she knows. She can we knows. Try something here. Let's see if this works. Hmm. I don't know if this is gonna work, but. I just like that you got a little salt and pepper going on. Baby. <laughs> did, she, did you say baby? It sounded like he said baby. baby. A little salt and pepper up top, but a little fire in the furnace still, Doris Burke, you know? Yeah, no, you can't hear my music. You'd have to take the, you'd have to take the, the fans out. You can't hear over the fans. They're fucking cackling and they're... Fu- uh, who knows what's going on? I wonder over there. if those two are an item. What do you think? They seem to be speaking from like a place of, yeah. of common understanding. She loves his salt and pepper or whatever. And she knows that he's got the fire in the furnace. I don't know. It's a weird moment. That's how bad the Knicks were fucking playing, that they're fucking talking about that during a playoff game. <laughs> it was bad. There wasn't much. That, what else were they going to talk about? Not the game. Go on to that next one, Blandy. Hey, what's going on, boys? It's uh, Brandon from the GA. Um, ugly, ugly game. It looked like uh, Randall was allergic to the ball for some reason. Um uh, Craig, I think you're right, man. What you were you were speaking on the pod about your worst fear. I don't know, dude. It's um yeah, Randall is not confident whatsoever. Rose put up thirty and you know, it looked like he was the only one that actually gave a shit. Uh Barrett, you know, we gotta get him some reps, man, or something. You know, yeah, Derek Rose started, but I don't know, guys. I don't know. All right, go next. 
you know, it's got to be tough for Brandon from the GA rooting for the Knicks against the the Hawks, you know? That's a good point. Yeah, he sounded down. He was real down. That's got to be tough. Surrounded by Hawks fans down in the A. Oh, my God. This is after game four. It is a hard Knicks life. I am. (sighs) Well, we are down three to one. Oh, this is Brandon from the GA, by the way. What's going on, boys? Just finished the game. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No words, man. I feel Julius's frustration. Um, I mean, he should be fr- frustrated with himself. I don't know if this, I mean, this guy got the yips or something. I, I don't know. And Rose looks broken. Um, we started getting some type of a run, like less than a minute left in the game with uh, Frank Toppin and quickly. And I found it pretty uh, interesting to see Randall and Toppin out there on the, <laughs> on this at the same time. So I can imagine Tibbs is just like, hey, fuck it. You guys figure it out, you know. Um, I'm not disappointed. Uh, I mean, I am, but I'm not. We we had a hell of a season this year, and um, can't wait for the off season. I'll tell you that. Uh, but going to New York, down three to one, yeah, it's like that. Hard Knicks life. What are you gonna do? All right, later. Brandon already speaking like the season is over. Already looking for the silver linings. I've, I've been doing that too. Guys, I was, I was thinking today after we went down 3-1. Because obviously, it's going to be hard to come back. I mean, hopefully we get game five and then we'll do our best in Atlanta and then who knows. But not many teams come back from down 3-1, right? right. And I was thinking about what Brandon just said, the offseason coming up. You know, and how every year, typically, the only time of the year we look forward to is the off season, right? Because our our season sucks and it is miserable. And the only bright spot is what could happen in the off season. And usually that doesn't even last long because we can't sign anyone and then we're disappointed. So we look forward to the draft. We get excited about whoever we draft until they end up sucking. We look forward to the off season. We get excited about the offseason coming until we don't sign anybody. And then we have a shitty season that we really don't enjoy. And we don't enjoy any part of the year, essentially. You look forward to things, but you don't end up enjoying anything. This year, at the very least, I'm trying to put things into perspective. We enjoyed a full season of good Knicks basketball, right? What, a great season by hold. Julius Randle. Wait, hold up. And then an offseason. We're going into an offseason where we change the identity of this team. All right, and we have a shit ton of money to spend. We got two first round picks, not lottery picks, but we got two basically in the top 20 picks. Lots of money, a change identity, coming off a good season. We have the potential to enjoy entire years of Knicks, (laughs) right? Where before we were enjoying nothing. That's how much of a difference this year has become for me. Sorry, but we have to. But we have to hope is that this year doesn't end up being a blip on the radar like 2012, 2013. You can't assume that because the year that the Knicks had, that they're going to seat themselves in the fourth seat again next year. Okay, um, they definitely have the pieces there. And again, going into this offseason, for all the reasons you just mentioned, what they did to rebuild themselves and the financial flexibility that they have, yes, this is a very positive looking offseason. And why not have the confidence going into next year? But 
there are no givens, especially with this team, as we've seen. Um, so that you know, that's all we can hope for. But that being said, look, we lose this series, especially if we win the next one and then lose in Game Six. We lose to the Hawks in six games. Yeah, we'll be disappointed for a day or two, but come on, when we look back on the season, there's nothing to be ashamed about. I don't think this is going to be a blip in in the radar for them because, and I think it, the, this playoff series against the Hawks is basically going to not allow that to happen, right? Let's say let's say we just didn't make the playoffs or we won a first round. Who knows how the front office would look at this team. We know there are holes now. We know it's far from perfect. I know Julius Randle, he's a good player, but he's not your, your number one guy, right? We know that we need to add pieces. What happened in 2012-13, it was a great year. But I don't think we went to the next season trying to add pieces. We basically had our team, right? They know this team's not complete. They need to just add to it. Leon and Wes... They know that this team isn't going to do this next year. They need. They know they need to take another step. They got to get another star or two. They got to keep adding to this team. That's what I hope is going to keep this from being a blip in the radar, that we're not just going to rest in our laurels here and just sign everyone again and keep them for next season and think we're going to do the same thing because we're not. No. We're not. We overachieved this here's season. Here's what I'm hoping for. Okay. The Garden was rocking in games one and two. I'm hoping it's the same in game five. That they put on a good, a good show. They hopefully come down with a win. But other people in the league, along with you know the idea that the with Thibodeau that the perception has changed about what it's like in New York. I want other people around the league to see what the Garden was like for games one, two, and five, and think to themselves that that could be me. I could be the piece that takes them over the top, and I could be the one that they're, you know, that those 19,000 people are screaming for, and that would be incredible. I mean, because the crowd was insane, and it's going to be insane on Wednesday night. And so I'm sure people are going to be able to, there are going to be players who are going to look at that and say, that could be me. Yeah, and you know what? Even if we lose game five, people are going to view it that way. Yeah. You saw that in one and two. The fucking crowd is nuts. LeBron was tweeting about it. People noticed it. It's going to be rocking in game five, like with our backs up against the wall. It's going to be fucking nuts. Until, unless Atlanta, you know, goes up 20 at some point, it's going to get real fucking quiet. I mean, you could come here and you could be a god if you help them advance further, you know? Look at get what Julius Randle became this season. Julius Randle's essentially a god. Yeah. We'll, ta- well, you can, we'll have many gods. Believe in many gods here. <laughs> we need Dame and Kawhi Leonard next season. Oh, and I perfect. don't think it'll be impossible to get both of them. That was that was Damian Lillard out of Portland. Wait, that was Damian actually on the voicemail? Yeah, Damian? that was him. That was Damian on the voicemail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Dame saying right, he the was area code was from Portland, right? <laughs> That's some positive thinking or positive wanting right there. Oh, there's a lot of that Kawhi Leonard <laughs> stuff going around, you know? It's not turning out the way uh, he, you know, he was expecting in LA. And I guess it couldn't hurt. <laughs> couldn't hurt. That'd be pretty good. Pretty yeah. solid pickup. Oh my god! It's fucking. Listen, I'm not. I'm not expecting any of that. We've all fallen into that trap. I'm going to assume that neither of those things are going to happen. But Kawhi, it would be great here. I'm not. I don't think it's going to happen. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They'd all be great. Come on. Yo, guys, it's Julius. Clank, 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 brick, clank, clank. Oh, sorry. It's been jumping bricks over here. Coming down like crazy. Clank, clank, clank. Oh, sorry. I almost hit myself in the head. Clank, clank, clank. I don't know. They better not be uh, thinking about not giving me the max extension this summer. 
I forget that team option, right? Clank, clank, clank. All right. The Julius impression that, wasn't that bad. Uh, his it sound wasn't effects that bad were pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> Has how Julius played made you less want to extend him this summer? Because we don't need to extend him, right? Everyone wants to... Re- a lot, not everyone. A lot of people want to reward him for his season. They have the option of extending him this summer. They could just wait till next. Does 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 the way he's been playing give you pause to extend him prematurely this offseason? Or do you still just do it? I I have my reservations. You know, not about wanting him here long term, but I mean, the, the fact that I can wait and watch him another season, and I know that opens the door for other teams to uh, take him away. But I mean, I feel a lot better seeing him do this two years in a row, especially if we have a big signing this offseason and his role needs to change. Can he still be as productive in the way that we need him to be without being Point Julius, without being the number one man to create the offense, initiate the offense, distribute, you know, um, and, and, and be the man he was this year? Can he succeed in that secondary role? I need to see that before I throw this money at him and now he's my number two and he, you know, you know, turns back into the old Julius that he was a couple of years ago. Listen, I mean, he's, he's played poorly. I mean, he had the numbers today, but again, he shot, he shot poorly and I know people are down on him, but we're not anywhere near the playoffs without him. We're, We're just not. I mean, yes, he's, he has not played good, but he wouldn't have had the opportunity to not play good if not for the way that he played the entire season, he carried them. So yeah, it's disappointing. And you know, every time he touched the ball and missed a shot or whatever, they kept chanting overrated, which was driving me up a f- fucking wall. Um, that was oh a good God, chant though. It was driving that was a, me That was a insane. smart chant. <laughs> when he was at the line and, and that whole bit, you know, because they're trying to, look, they want to get under his skin. You know, we were, we were hassling Trey Young when they were here. I thought that was a uh, an A-plus chant. For Atlanta. Good Listen, he it, it might hurt, but he he deserves it right now. Right. You know, I've been going back and forth on this, to be honest. When, after the first few games of Julius struggling, I was I was thinking, you know, what's the... There's no benefit to the Knicks signing him, really, to an extension this summer. They don't need to. Well, what would he be? Restricted or unrestricted? Yeah, in 2022, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. So, I mean, I guess, so that would be the benefit. But at first I was questioning whether they should. And then I started thinking about it. I think what this series is proving is that he's not a number one option. He's not an MVP caliber player. He may have been an all NBA player this year, but he was playing out of his mind, right? I don't think if you sign him to a max, you can't expect that year after year after year. But I've been leaning lately to, yes, extending him this summer because He's at least a star player to build on, right? And then try to get a number one, a number two even. And then he's in your top three players. It is far better than anything we've had in a long time. And it's so hard to get star players to come here. At least you have that building block that you can add someone to. If we lost him somehow, you're back to nobody. So it's it's a step. Yeah, And at least you know you're signing somebody that's not going to throw in the towel. They're going to put in the work. They're going to give their all. They're going to hustle. They're not going to cash out. I mean, as bad as he's been playing, he's still putting in the effort. You know, he's not shrugging his yeah. shoulders. How often do you see a player slump on the offensive end and then they quit on yeah, the defensive no. side of the ball, right? He hasn't really been doing that. And you know and you know his potential is there because he just had 
like one of the best individual seasons for Nick of all time. And he's got a connection with Tibbs. You know the younger right? players and love him. There's a lot of positive stuff there. And this is his first playoffs. It's also been the first time that he's been a leader. A lot of players struggle. A lot of young players struggle in their first playoffs. It's not unheard of. And you know, he's been toting all year long and you heard the stories, you heard you know his journal entries that he's been writing about how hard he works and the time that he puts into it. And that's not going away. If anything, he's going to take that with him to improve. You know, especially having this postseason that he had, he's going to carry that with him the entire offseason. And he's not going to forget it. It's going to stay with him. And that's going to make him better, yeah, too. I'm expecting him to work even harder this offseason than he did last offseason. Don't you think? That, yeah. That he'll look at this yeah. and he'll be pissed Absolutely. off. And that he'll want to be, be even better next year. Oh, yeah. On next week's episode of Brick City. Chinese food. Oh, guys, hey, Chinese food's here. Chinese food. Clank, clank, burp, burp, clank, 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 clank. Ah. Yo, guys, I think the, uh, the bricks fell on the food delivery person. What? What does that have to do with Chinese food? I don't get it. I don't get it either. <laughs> Did he call the wrong uh, podcast? Isn't it the same guy from previous with the click, click, clank, clank? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the same, the brick, brick, clank, clank, but I don't know. play the next one. I'm lost. Later on in the season of Brick City. Dun, 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 dun. Look, up in the sky. It's oh, here a bird. We go. It's a plane. Clank, clank, brick, clank, clank, brick, brick, brick. Oh, no. It's just Julius. What up, everyone? What? <laughs> what? What is somebody's fucking absolutely insane? I mean, I appreciate all of this. I get but it, but I don't want you to take this too bad. But what is going on? Again, we wouldn't be in this spot if not for him in the first place. Like, I, I know, like I'm disappointed. You know that fadeaway, his fadeaway jumper on the baseline is not falling. The three pointers are not falling. Yeah, even that. I mean, even he that missed, he doesn't he have. He missed like a, an easy layup. You know, he he had that offensive foul. Who did he elbow in the face? Oh, John Collins. Right? He gave him a, a split lip. He is yeah. not why we lost but, game four, by the way. No. He, He's not why we lost but, game like, four. You know, we're not talking about being down ga three games to one if he doesn't get us into the playoffs. He carried them on his back. I've got a weird feeling like I have to say that speech again, Blandy. Let's play the next one. On the next episode of Brick City. Oh, my God. Julius Randle <laughs> tried to sell a lawnmower. Hey, want to buy my lawnmower? Clink, clank, clack, clack, clink, 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 brick. Oh, it's broken now. Half off. Julius Randle's trying to sell a lawnmower? Who's playing well? Except for Rose, who did nothing in the second <laughs> half. <laughs> All right. Play the next fucking voicemail, Flandy. You don't have to argue with the lawnmower guy every time. On the next, oh. Brick City. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> you got to be kidding, now, dude. Here's Brick Jagger. Ooh, 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 ooh. I've been missing every shot, shooting after dark. People call me Mr. Brick. Well, if I miss a shot, if I miss a shot, I'll never stop. Or can't make no 18-footer. I have no words. Barry, is, is that your dad? No, fortunately not. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, let's say one thing. Okay. Derek Rose cannot carry this team 
by himself. We have so many shooters on our team that can shoot, but seem to not want to make them for some reason. Our most improved player has not lived up to expectations in the playoffs, which will get us not out of the first round. R.J. Barrett has not played the expectations, which will get us out of the first round. Derek Rose cannot carry by himself, let alone we have the third best defense in the league. And for some reason, we're letting up 105 points a game. 105 a game. And we didn't even score 105 today. Scored 96. They scored 113. Lost by 17 points. Matter of fact, you take out Derek Rose from today, we lose by 35 points. 35. That is embarrassing. We need to step our defense up. We need to play better all around and work together or else we're not getting anywhere. That's all I got to say. One thing he said that that I I found interesting was, yeah, 96 points here in game four, 94 in game three. You know, it doesn't really matter what the defense is doing if those are the kind of points you're going to put up because... It, you're not going to hold the Hawks no. to like 90 and, points And a we game. were playing so well right. offensively towards the end of the year, you know? I mean, what are we... I think we were only behind the Nets, right? And like points per 100 processions or something like that? Our three-point shooting, like I said before, that became... That's what made that 12-game, I mean, nine-game winning streak possible, all right? The three-point shooting. We were playing great defense and our three-point shooters were all smoking hot. Everybody is ice cold. Everybody. We expect Randall to make his threes. We expect RJ to make his threes. Burks, Bullock, quickly. And none of them are doing it. No. It's just not happening. None of them. They're ice cold this postseason. Here in game four, Randall and RJ showed a little hope, guys. They were. They both hit. Randall was two for four from three. RJ was two for six. They both had much better games in game four. And they were still got fucking blown out. Because those other guys, Bullock, Burks, quickly, are not doing anything. Anything. They need those guys. For a while, we've been saying that they need either Bullock or Burks to have a big game for them to win, right? And neither of them have been doing anything. No. Nothing. All Bullock is doing lately is providing fucking ammunition for for Trey Young, pretty much. Trey Young's loving every second of it. Did you notice when Trey Young, even when they're up by like 20 points and they just need the game to end, he's letting the ball roll up the court yeah. real slow? Yeah, and then did yeah. you notice the other day... I think it was in game three. He was standing there and Bullock was on Bullock was on him, like fifteen feet away, and Trey Young went like this. Like come and get it. And then picked up the ball. Yeah. He's fucking toying He's with it. He's a douchebag. Yeah. He he screams douchebag, but he is fucking good, dude. <laughs> I'd kill to have him on this team. Yeah. Next. All right, last one. We got one more actually that just came in. How can Frank not see the court? I mean did Bullock have I think Bullock had no points today. The guy never complains in the contract year. Does everything we ask of him. He's our best defender, and we can't get the guy on the floor today. Give him a shot to see if he could turn it around. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking joke. It's it's unwatchable. Frank's not turning around your team. No. Yeah, okay. I love you, Frank <laughs> as much as anyone. But come he on. hasn't he hasn't been on in the rotation the entire season. 
You know, he played a little bit at the beginning of the year. He was out with injuries. When he was healthy again, he still wasn't playing. He was getting, you know, spot minutes here and there. He's not going to turn around this team. Okay. I, I'm not a Frank hater by any means, you know, um, but but he's not the difference maker, especially in a, in a playoff series. He's not complaining in a contract here because he's Frank Nilakena. <laughs> he's got nothing to complain about. Yeah, he's he's part of a, his first winning team he's ever been on. They finally made it to the playoffs. He's he's part of the bench that is as positive as as you can be. Yeah, along look, with he's Knox. a great he's a great team player. He's a great yeah. bench guy, and you know he doesn't for the most part he doesn't hurt you when he when he's in the game. You know, and he's got some positive things that he can sometimes do. But is he has, has he ever been consistent with anything? And I know it's not that fair because he's never had consistent minutes. But but get out of here with with, with, with the Frank Nilakin is the reason that you're not going to uh, advance this round. No, I mean, I can understand maybe you wanted to maybe you, you wanted to see him because nobody was stopping their three-point shooters. Our three-point shooters weren't doing anything. So you're wondering like, ah, oh, we'll give, give Frank a flyer out there. But... He's not gonna. He's not gonna turn around that game. Frank's never had a game in his three years where it was like this huge breakout game. You know, like like, like he doesn't have like these thirty point games that Quickly's had a couple of times. You know, Quickly's the guy that I want to see something from that wins a game for us. You know, he's a player that can do it, and I know it's asking a lot of a of a rookie to do it. But we've seen you know signs from him that he has the potential to do that. Frank, I haven't seen that. I'm sorry. I'll tell you, before they lost game one, dude, it, it looked like Emmanuel quickly was going to have a fucking stellar playoff series. And he hasn't shown up since game one. He was, he was fucking on fire. I thought he was going to raise his level after that game one, where before we lost that game one, the final moments. You can't pin it on one thing. It's just... The Knicks are socks. That's what it is. The Knicks are socks right now. Stop it. They're not socks. They are socks right now. Nothing's working. All right, we got... We got a voicemail that just came in. Ooh. Yeah, it is a hard mixed life right now. What up, guys? I listen to your show all the time. You guys are doing a great job. But this freaking slander to this team needs to stop, man. We have been an overachieving franchise this season. We were a team picked dead last. We were supposed to be a lottery team. We're the fourth seed right now. Granted, I want to win just as bad as anybody else. But let's be real. The talent's not there. We don't have shot makers. We don't have dudes who can make a shot consistently. And this game is coming down to basically Atlanta is out shooting us. They're making more field goals than us. They're making more three-pointers than us. And we need to be able to make shots, and we're not making shots. So let's get this hate on Randall. Let's stop it. It's bullshit, and we need just to make our shots. You know, we still can win three in a row. We just got to, you know, grind it out a little bit longer. But what you guys think about this off season? looking into getting a shot maker, a bucket maker, you know, what about Shea Gildas Alexander? What are the chances of maybe, you know, packaging up a deal and trying to get him over here? You know, does he want to be part of a rebuild franchise or he wants to be a playoff team? He's got Kentucky connections. Um, just, you know, want to see what you guys thought about that. Keep up the good work and the hard next life, motherfuckers. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that'd be a great pickup for them, Shea Gilgis Alexander. You know, again, he's not a superstar, but he's still young. His game's improved every year. Um, he could be a good complimentary piece, but I still want that big dog, you know, if we could get him. 
this offseason, especially where this team is right now. And, and I think OKC would be willing to deal. I mean, they're in complete rebuild mode. Um, and it seems like all they're ever looking to do is is collect uh, draft picks, even if it's eight years from now. So um, I don't think it would be far-fetched for the Knicks to uh, throw something at him uh, to get him over here. Not my number one guy, but uh, definitely by no means would I be uh, disappointed to add him to this roster. Yeah, Leon and Western are going to make moves this offseason. You got picks you could deal. You got lots of first-round picks coming up in the next few years. Lots of second-round picks. You, you can trade a guy like Mitch if you want. You, you can trade some of these young guys. You could potentially trade. Maybe they trade Obi Toppin if they really do extend Julius and they think he's going to be slotted in that position for a while. They, they're going to make some moves to improve. They'll do something. Jay, I think you skipped a voicemail. Um, can you look at one of your later ones? Which would be one of the last ones. Brick City. Brick, brick, clank, clank. Did you play 12? I believe so. Let's try again. Yo, what up, Barry? What up, Craig? Yo, what's good, Blandy? Did I forget this one? Yo, this last game. Yeah. Julius Randle. Julius fucking Randle. Right? He's had a great season. Then he completely disappeared in the playoffs. And it was fucking embarrassing. I don't mind losing to the Hawks. I don't mind losing this first round. But to lose in such embarrassing fashion? You know, I thought the Embarrassment of the LOL Knicks was done. Apparently not, because Julius Randle decided to just choke in the playoffs. He's been completely non-existent, and then this past game on Sunday, he completely shits the bed. That third quarter was atrocious. He looked like he didn't want to even be there. Those overrated chants have been justified. In fact, on game five, the next game, Madison Square Garden, we should be cheering overrated at him. Oh, my God. God damn it. That's not the way to play. You don't go out there and deliberately try to lose. Like, it really felt like he quit on the team. Stop it. The team just sank with him, and they completely let the Hawks blow them out in Atlanta and run them off the floor. It's embarrassing. This is the playoffs. You can't quit. You have to play hard on each and every possession. And Julius Randle has not. And honestly, I don't want him on this team in the future. We missed out on a great draft class for the playoffs. And this is what oh, we get in return. Really? We get every, we get Julius Randle quitting? No, I'm sorry. Like, this, this guy, mm-mm. he is not a star on a team. He's had a great season. But I think he just played for a contract, and he fooled all of us. That's all I got to say. By the way, my name is Brian. Big fan of the show. Listen to every podcast. Keep killing it, guys. The hard Knicks life. Oh, you have guys, to throw I want the you to be. I want you to be. End. Yeah, I want you to be. It makes you. Have, you got to be careful. He's a big listener to the show. We don't. All right, all right. No, we can't Brian. lose any listeners. All right, Brian. Dude. <laughs> look, look, with all due respect, and you're entitled to your opinion. You you don't like Randall, that's fine. There are things not to like. But I don't I don't look at this series as the Knicks getting embarrassed. Come on. Again, this is an overachieving team picked to that was picked to be dead last, playing against a fucking hell of a more talented team in Atlanta. Look up and down the roster. They really are. Okay. They got the best player on uh, you know, out of the two teams on their team. Okay, I know. I know Randall's going to make the All NBA team this year, and Trey Young is not. And Trey Young didn't make the All Star team this year. But come on, he's clearly a better player all around than Randall. Come on, 
And, and you go down the rest of the list, they've got so much more talent. Yeah, but let's just talk about Trey. That's basically all they need to beat us. You got a 22-year-old yeah. point guard who can shoot from anywhere, can penetrate, can get 14 assists a game, and on top of all that, on top of all that, he's the fucking mo one of the most clutch guys we're seeing right now. He is fucking clutch. We have no one even close to that. No. You can't make and Randall then, then the look, villain take, in all this. Look, you, you he's, put Julius Randall. He's deliberately <laughs> losing, he said. <laughs> no, no way. Come on, get out of here. He doesn't have that in his body, okay? It's, no, no way. And you put Julius Randall at the top, right? Draw a line and you got everybody else. And I'm going to throw out some names. John Collins. Kevin Herter. Lou Williams, Bogdan Bogdanovich, any of these guys are just as good as our second best player on any given night. The talent level is, 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 is completely superior to the Knicks, all right? We know they overachieved all year. They're not embarrassing themselves. They're not playing well, and they're not playing as good as they've played all season, but they, they, they didn't get swept, okay? And yes, they, they got blown out this game, but it's not an embarrassment. And Randall didn't have a, a, a shit game this game. This was his best game that he's had, you know, and, and yeah, I know it's nothing ridiculous. to compare to the first three, but he didn't shit the bed this game. And to talk about the, the, the draft you're missing out on to make the playoffs than lose, get you the You would have rather have sat through a season like we had last year again rather than be here in the postseason now? And then draft a guy that you don't know if he's going to end up being anything. And then guess what free agents you'd get this offseason? If we if we had twenty wins this year, none. We'd be in the same position next year, and the year after that, and the year after that. At some point, you had to make a culture shift with this team, and they finally did that this year. That's bigger than anyone you can draft. Because now maybe, maybe got players you there. will come here. Some people, maybe players will come here. Some people just want to be sad. They just like being sad. I totally understand being fearful of signing Randall to a max contract, but to say these things about him, I think, is awful. Deliberately losing. But thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep listening. <laughs> but you're crazy. Should have seen Barry's face, that whole voicemail. <laughs> Unreal. The draft thing drives me crazy. The draft thing drives me nuts. Obviously, you're a Knicks fan. You know, I respect your opinion where it's going. I just, you know, it, it doesn't run in the same, uh, <laughs> the same ideals that I have about this team, apparently. Well, game five, guys, Wednesday. That's a long time to wait. You know what? I think it's good it's that far away. We, we've lost all of our momentum in this series. All of it. Atlanta's got it all. They're flying downhill, and, and we're, you know, we're just trying not to get trampled. But maybe they can all look in the mirror. This entire team can look in the mirror a little bit. The three-point shooters that are ice cold, give them a few days to try and get something going. It is a do or die. It's been a while since we could say that. It's been a long time. And we've said it before, but it was never as true as it is. Uh, I mean, this is true. <laughs> this is literally do or die. Guys, that's going to do it for today's show. You can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife, Barry at Barry Dworkin, Jay at Blandy Hooper. And I feel like we're going to get a lot of calls. There's either going to be excitement or it's going to be absolute depression after game five. Barry, what are the digits? 516-33-MESH. One. As we said, Game 5, Wednesday night. We might not be going to a playoff game this year, right, Barry? Look, if they would have won today <laughs> and the series was tied 2-2, I can you tell you been for looking damn at sure, game five I would have been Game 5 tickets Wednesday night. I don't think I want to be there if they lose. I, I don't think I, I want to be there, but I also want to experience a playoff game at MSG. 
So I'm a little torn. You got to think you, you want to be there when they win. You think they're going to lose game five? I Look, I don't know what's going to happen, Craig. You never know what's going to happen. I'm just undecided. All right. You don't want to go to the game because you're assuming they're going to lose and you can't handle that? I'm like you can't 60, walk 40. out of the garden after death? I'm like 64. I want to go. Do you guys want to go? I'll tell you what I want to do. I, I'm not joking around. I don't know if I want to go. I mean, I would go. Because here's, what, here's wa- what my. I think I need to watch the game somewhere. So now, here's I would what, be here's fine my just plan. watching it with at, at your house or something. Okay. So here's my thought process is. You know, I, I was forced to sell my tickets for what I paid for them, which is fine. I, I broke even, you know. I think the same thing is going to happen, you know, with game five. People are going to get close to game time. They didn't sell the tickets. They're going to drop the prices. So I'm thinking about taking the train, going on my way to MSG and on the train, purchasing the tickets then and there. How early would you have to go? Because you have to, if something doesn't open just, up, you have to race back. Or what, would you watch at a bar or something? Well, that's the whole thing. If something doesn't happen and I, and I don't see tickets I want, then I'd have to watch it to a bar would be the backup plan. But well, I would want to go and I think I still got to take Trey. I can't not take him to a game now, right? Can you take Trey? I thought, or are well, they still allowing kids that aren't vaccinated? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, they that's are. the whole thing. I got to find a place to watch. Well, you could go to like a Hooters or something like that and you could, you could watch. Qu- question. Talk, uh, speaking of losses, were we in the building when Patrick Ewing missed the, the finger roll? We were, yes. right? Yeah. Against the Pacers, it was it was the three yes. of us. Yes, Craig. Yes. Listen, you're gonna. I could list uh, uh, many losses, devastating losses. <laughs> yeah, Jay, we were there. Okay. I just, I just wanted to see. Like, I, I don't know if I could. Take I was that again. I was there when we lost to the Spurs in the '99 Finals. I, I don't know if when I they deal won. With like I watched that. them fucking celebrate their championship on the Garden floor. It's like, because at least if you're at home, Reggie and they Miller. Lose, you, you just, you know what? You, you, you could fucking, t- I mean, get the fuck out of here. You could take it. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I was, I was on StubHub. I'm looking at these tickets in row two on the baseline. It's and a pretty nice fucking seat. Right now, they're like thirteen fifty a ticket. Jesus Christ. You know. Listen, if you're going to, that, that would be hard to stomach if you spent that much money. Well, that's the thing. I can't. I to, can't to afford those. Bike, bike business is doing well. <laughs> well, go with go with Trey, man. Go with Trey. Or you, or you could go with me. That's gonna be hard to watch up close. If we lose, sitting right behind Leon Rose and Scott Perry and World Wide West, Trey Young shimmying. Yeah, or, or he shushes you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until Wednesday night, it is a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.